a real American. <laughs> you guys know the Hogan song? The Hulk Hogan song? Come on. Yeah, he's back. Did you know that? He's actually doing promo again for WWF after he got signed. Did Hulk Hogan go away? He had to go away because there was a whole issue with him and a sex tape and stuff. Oh, yeah, with a woman who looked like his daughter. No, it's all good. Yeah, and he won like a billion dollars. Yeah, he made lots of money. Yeah. (laughs) Off of the sex tape? Not so much the sex tape off of the lawsuit. Who doesn't pay for sex sex tapes anymore? (laughs) Okay. This is the Still Talking Podcast, our reverent industry podcast with Colton, Zeno, and myself, Brian Christensen. And do you want to jump into the news or do you guys have anything interesting you want to throw out there first? Any, what have you been doing this week, guys? Uh, I clogged a six inch drain pipe yesterday. <laughs> That's what I'm with all day today. I mean, <laughs> that is absolutely a euphemism. Yeah. And you've said enough. What am I supposed to say to that? How do we start with that? I'm really glad you did, though. Yeah. I am uh, I'm doing all kinds of stuff, getting a lot of maintenance done. And today I took the operations team. I'm like, we are going to other distilleries in Louisiana. So I bounced from distillery to distillery today, nice. um, which is kind of exhausting in its own right, you know? Yes. Um, no, it is. So yeah, that's pretty much my week is that trying to get the other facility ready. But yeah, I didn't clog a six inch pipe. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I don't want any more information about that because I just want my imagination to run wild. Yeah, with uh, a four inch all, pecker. That's all you'll get. Clogged <laughs> <it before. laughs> Do you have anything to follow up with that, Colton? Or are you just going to let that lie? No, we're just going to let that lie. I'm real proud of you. What did you clog it with? No, I need to know. <laughs> uh, I tried to dump quite a bit of grain down the drain. In a in a fit of laziness. This was like I, I, this was the stillage after after the stripping run. Instead of transferring it to totes and giving it to farmers like I should have, I said, I'll just dump this. That'll work. So you mean all the things that we've talked about in the podcast that are like really beneficial, innovative ideas of how, taking care of that stuff. You just said, fuck it. And you threw it down. The I drain. just said, fuck it. And it turns out that our uh, drainage is full of roots and it did not work. Well, look at it this way. You found that out. I feel like you should get a bonus out of that situation. You, yeah, you just discovered roots. <laughs> you just... <laughs> Kunta Kinte, uh, you're a regular Kunta Kinte. <laughs> Nobody's gonna get that joke, dude. That was real good. I mean, was Roots that before a, reading Rain? Was that before or after reading Rainbow? That was before it had or during. I don't I feel don't like know. you can play Kunta Kinte and reading Rainbow at the same time. Although I don't is, know, man, he is quite a talent. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, Star Trek to Roots to Reading Rainbow. There's, I mean, come on. Is there What's a more name? versatile actor? What's his name? Uh, Jordy LaForge, which is, <laughs> I'm pretty sure the name of his Star Trek character. I actually can't think of his real name right now, which I'm really yeah. dis- I'm really disappointed. I can't think of his name either, but I'm more disappointed <laughs> that you came up with his Star Trek name. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but, hey, know, come on. I got your stupid like- Roots joke. It sounds like a someone from the fucking bayou down here. Like, oh yeah, that's Jordy LaForge. He took me on an airboat ride. <laughs> Come on, he had the visor, man. It was cool. It's a good show. <sighs> what the hell was his oh, name? I mean, if only we had access to like a vast <laughs> array of technology and databases that could quickly and efficiently give us that kind of information. But since we don't, I'm just going to go ahead and start reading press releases from the week that caught my attention. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm not even going to call this the news section anymore because it's literally just press releases that either make me giggle or somehow make me go, huh. Things that make you go, hmm. Yeah, which is this first one, which I'm really excited because this is the first time I'm going to share an audio clip with you guys. Whoa. And it may or may not work out, but... Um, this will work very well. I'm it's sure. going to work so bad. It's going to be great. Production value, a thousand. And, and fingers crossed that this uh, stays within the realm of fair use as well, because uh, we don't need Sky Vodka suing us. <laughs> okay, so first press release, uh, John Cena 
Sky Vodka trade event. Monday night, wrestling icon, actor, and humanitarian John Cena joined Sky Vodka for cocktails and conversation with trade media and industry elite. Now, the reason I read that is because I assume, Colton, you got our invitations to this trade event. Where the fuck were they? What? (laughs) Come on, still talking podcast. We're trade media. I assume we should have gotten an invite to this really prestigious event. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Dude, I'm saying I want to meet John Cena. Exclusive announcers of the entire event. Uh, so it wasn't so much this that caught my attention. The only reason it caught my attention is because we talked about like celebrity endorsements and stuff and John Cena, but I made the mistake of actually clicking on their YouTube page. And since I had to listen to it, I want you guys to hear this too. Get ready for an hour and a half of YouTube. This is on the Sky Vodka YouTube page, the first introductory video of their new brand person, John Cena. I should say new. It's like started last November. Hello. I'm going to whisper some things to you. Quadruple distilled. Born in San Francisco. Okay, I can't do any more of that. How'd that make you feel? What? What did I just listen to? <laughs> that That is the like first promotional video that i saw of john cena's partnership with sky vodka he's whispering into the camera while making a martini i don't know that sounded a lot like xeno's porn hub <laughs> well especially that first sound the, <laughs> and colton knows because he just plays on the loop so i can go to sleep <laughs> yeah. uh but yeah it had in all seriousness that is disturbing it was so graphic i really didn't know how to feel about it what is the video like? The video is, it finishes with him going, oh, that's really good, basically. And then it ends. It's, it was him rubbing his finger on a bottle and being seductive with a bottle of Sky Vodka. What is their angle? Uh, they're going, the, the actual campaign slogan is proudly American. And it's like a series of videos and stuff with him, like talking about optimistic Americans and Sky Vodka, kind of. I will say I did not know that Sky Vodka was American. So I learned something today. Yeah. yeah well, at least their knows. campaign their campaign is. I have <laughs> yeah, they have a very American campaign. <laughs> Made in Russia. <laughs> I am a real American. Da-da-da. You guys know the Hogan song? The Hulk Hogan song? Come on. Yeah, he's back. Did you know that? He's actually doing promo again for WWF after he got signed. Did Hulk Hogan go away? He had to go away because there was a whole issue with him and a sex tape and stuff. Oh yeah, with a woman who looked like his daughter. No, it's all yeah, coming back to me. Like a billion dollars. Yeah, he made lots of money. Yeah, <laughs> off of the sex tape. Not so much well, yeah. the sex tape. Off of the lawsuit. Who doesn't pay for sex sex tapes anymore? <laughs> okay, Zeno, you have a great opportunity to edit that right before he says <laughs> tapes, and just make him say who who doesn't pay who doesn't for sex. Doesn't pay for sex anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so I feel like Hogan could pull down some some paper for a sex tape with a daughter lookalike. This is going off the rails for me real quick. Yeah. <laughs> wow, it really did. It really, I, I thought you were going to pivot and say that a Hulk Hogan like spirits brand would really bring that, you know, bring in the paper. But you went with the other uh, maybe more <laughs> obvious solution. Good choice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Enough okay. about that. That John Cena thing's real weird. I don't like it. I'm <laughs> upset by it. Yeah, that's why I brought it up. You're welcome. Uh, moving on from an all-American uh, marketing campaign to really one of the more interesting press release headlines, and probably the only reason I saved it was because the headline is, I think I'm turning Japanese. I really think so. Which <laughs> I know... Uh, yeah, I, I know that's a song, this but is, this is a spirit. Yeah, it's well, it's actually more so. Uh, so I get <laughs> I don't just get spirit stuff. I get like lots of bars and cocktail things. This one is basically talking about um, oh God, I'm I, I'm not even going to be able to pronounce it. Uh, but there is it. There's some non non whiskey original or there's a lot of original Japanese spirits that haven't made it over to the States. And so there seems to be a little bit of a resurgence of these products and maybe making it stateside. So I actually wanted to ask you guys this one, they reference uh, Kakatumari, which I'm totally butchering that it's K A K U T E R U. Uh, And there's some other interesting 
products and rice-based products in Japan that have started to get a little more media attention. I was wondering if you guys are familiar with any of those. I am not. I assume they're similar to Sochu and Baiju and stuff like that. Right. Nope. Zeno, I was totally banking on you knowing something about this. Way to let me down. About rice products from Japan? Yeah, totally, man. (laughs) I mean, there's a lot of rice products from Japan. (laughs) I think they have a little bit of rice in Japan. Oh, okay. That's what I was waiting for. Just that statement. I, I, mean, I, well, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't have any input on this. Okay. Here's some actual real news and information since you totally let me down. Uh, I like the slogan now. I, I knew you would. Uh, Constellation yeah. buys majority stake in, our, in Nelson Greenbrier Distillery. That they did. So good job, uh, our Nelson Greenbrier friends. Down the street from Colton. Yeah, they just flew yep. in airplanes full of money. I imagine they did. When is your airplane full of money coming, Colton? I'm kind of waiting on that. Well, it's it's a paper airplane. It came. <laughs> it had a single dollar. It's made out of yeah. five dollar bill. Right. Yeah. But no, sincerely, congratulations to Nelson Brigout. It's they're good people over there, and that's kind yes. of exciting to see for. Them. Good for them. Okay. Good for them. So we have no Back news to so the podcast. far. We've cut everything. Everything <laughs> has been cut. Hey, we could keep the John Cena thing totally. <laughs> Okay, the last bit of news I have is a follow-up from a previous story we talked about with the New York alcohol advertising policy. The Distilled Spirits Council sends a letter to the New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio on misguided alcohol advertising policy. So essentially, uh, the best way to handle a serious issue like uh, outlawing alcohol advertising is to send a sternly worded letter. So now, do you think that do you think that Discus heard our opinions? Last news segment, <laughs> and then sent their letter. So do you know I think those the guys answer are, is obvious. Those guys yes. are right. <laughs> you know we we need to do more. This so a strongly worded letter. Yeah, huh? yeah. Discus discus solving the problem. They've sent uh, a letter to Bill De Blasio, and I think this should be handled momentarily. That's that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if a strongly worded letter is that effective, imagine how effective you could be if you, uh, you know, went to D.C. and talked about the FET. That's right. Matt, that's what I'm talking Matt about. Your <laughs> senators and congresspeople. Right. That seems like it might be actually powerful. I feel like now we're just going to talk about it every episode. So I'm just <laughs> it's pretty much a thing we're going to do every podcast until the end of the year. And probably and if it after. doesn't pass, we're just going to moan the whole time. Yeah, probably after, actually, because, you know, there's a real good chance this is only going to get extended like another 12 months. <laughs> so which is really fucking depressing. So basically, this is our podcast and this is our life in the industry for the rest of it forever. Yeah. Oh, so strongly worded letters, lobbying. Another great way to get your word out is high proof right. creative. High proof creative. Uh, I believe high proof creative. Yeah, they could uh, get the word, the good word out. Now if, I you, like if you but, had a you know, website that was all about FET reduction, but no one could find it because it had poor search engine optimization, Karen at High Proof Creative could help. I'm pretty sure High Proof Creative could single-handedly take care of this FET issue with their <laughs> amazing talents and their abilities to handle the internets. <laughs> I believe it's wrangle the internets. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that's much better. <laughs> wrangle the internets <laughs> yep. yeah i mean there's no limit to what they can do <laughs> that's really terrible huh? <laughs> yeah I, i'm pretty sure we're getting to the point where we're actually doing false advertising on their behalf <laughs> they would do a much better job of properly advertising within yeah. the legal constraints so essentially high proof creative talk to them don't listen to us <laughs> Yeah, Karen and High Proof Creative, if someone like calls you and says, can you bring my dead cat back to life? I'm sorry. Um, I am fully responsible for that phone call because it's me. Um, yeah. You really want that cat I'm just, to come back to life? I'm just kidding. I don't. I've never owned a cat. Uh, I don't like cats. I, I really thought you were angling yeah. towards it, like a really weird Pet cemetery reference, but... I mean, it was topical because that movie just re-came out, right? It did. It did. They did, did it a, re-come uh, out? I thought it was just the previews were coming out. No, I think it's out. I think it came out in like April. I have no idea. All right. Is that all the news you have for us? 
That is yeah. the only thing else I have is uh, just a quick update on the Society of Distilling Scientists and Technologists, which we've <laughs> talked about briefly. <laughs> you I just... can't get over this name. Can we just call it like the what? Do you, how many words are in it? I don't even know. Like, is it like S S S S Q T A A R P? It's the S D S T. Which right. just rolls off the tongue. Uh, the <laughs> it it is a nonprofit group for scientists and technologists, and basically just nerds in the industry who want to focus on the science. Uh, just a quick update on that: if anyone is still interested in getting involved, shoot me an email. Let me know. Uh, we've now created committees, or I should say, subcommittees, uh, including a steering committee, which is the group of people kind of deciding what direction we're going to take this and some of the initial research projects, uh, peer-reviewed science journal, and some of the other things we want to do as a group. Uh, so we have lots of information on that. We can get you on the mailing list. And we have a Google Drive where we are starting to put together a lot of uh, initial research papers and information that's already out there. So yeah, that's where we're at with that. So stay tuned. Excellent. SDST. SDST. Yeah, it's, I had to take a pill for that that a girl gave me after we had relations. Yeah. Now there's a group you can go to. No, there's a group. Yep. There's a subset to make a better name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's great. That's all good news. So it's actually coming to fruition. How many people are involved? Uh, right now, I think we're close to 30 people involved actively who are parts of different committees. Uh, as an overall group. And actually, I think that number may have went up recently because we've got to work on the websites. We've got to finalize all the legal formation documents and all that good stuff. But yeah, it is coming together and people seem like super excited. We're actually starting, we've already taken some major steps on putting together the peer-reviewed science journal. So that's pretty cool. What does it take to be involved? Uh, essentially, you have to send me videos of you whispering just like john cena in a really in subtle fact, john cena is involved john cena is actually a founding member of the sdst <laughs> that is not an accurate statement if you want just shoot me an email let me know uh how you'd like to help out and be involved i'll give you a list of the subcommittees and we'll get you going so you can kind of volunteer your time because this is a nonprofit group so it'll be strictly volunteer to start with and probably forever <laughs> Excellent. Cool. Good follow up. So then will that you guys will you guys have some exposure or some kind of uh are you gonna give talks or something at the next ACSA yeah. conference? Yeah, and a lot of the people that are involved are there's a lot of academics and university people who currently are doing a lot of that already with a ACSA and ADI, but we'll kind of start doing it under the umbrella of the SDST and work. We're already working really close with closely with ACSA. They've got a couple of their board members who are kind of, um, they're sitting on as advisory roles and that's Jake Holshue and I believe Molly Troop are both involved in that. So they're helping out a lot. And yeah, so we want to get together presentations for the conventions, maybe do some webinars. Uh, the big focus is this peer-reviewed science journal and really kind of starting to do more uh, good clinical research for the industry and getting some of the methodologies together too. Cool. You're cool. That sounds exciting. Uh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not John Cena whispering into a camera. Cool. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm, yeah. I've been aroused most of this time, so it's fine. You're, you're doing great. <laughs> Yeah, that doesn't say much. <laughs> it was only when John Cena was whispering that you weren't. Yeah, yeah, and it's weird, right? <laughs> Colton, you sent an actually very interesting email with uh, a company out there that does craft buildings. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? I think that's an interesting topic we can kind of segue into, kind of like floor layouts and uh, some basically buildings that distilling happens in. God, I'm good. That are over oaked. <laughs> Not enough age. Not enough age in these. Overpriced. <laughs> yeah. uh, is is the infrastructure yeah. properly toasted? I mean, that's really what matters. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, I did absolutely zero research beyond <laughs> seeing that website and sending it to you. <laughs> Which is still uh, well, way ahead what, of us. I looked at it for the first time like five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. So. I was like, oh, yeah, that would seem like an interesting email. <laughs> like, sometimes I get things like that. I don't want to give them 
they're, you know, I want to like, oh no, I actually want to read this, right? And then you did. So if I look at it, yeah, if I look at it, I'm like, well, I don't want to look at this right now because I can't sit down and actually digest it. So uh, then I totally forget right. about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess essentially my takeaway from this is it's a company, and I don't know if it's an actual real estate company or holding company, but their goal is to actually find beverage alcohol producers buildings around the country and they're calling them craft buildings so i'm guessing and that we're just going to wildly speculate about this company for the next as opposed to actually clicking on any (laughs) of the details and information but what i can gather is that they know what you know what we need to manufacture spirits and some of the you know general things that you know your everyday real estate agent isn't going to know uh, so they're sort of collating all that and putting it together and then finding you buildings that match your, your needs for that. I just right. don't know if they're, that's a great idea if they're national, but it's very niche if they're just, you know, local Chicago suburb it, or something. No. Well, what's their take too? Like, what do they get? Well, I mean, right. Like you, it's a real estate. I think they're a real estate company. Yeah. It's not incredibly clear looking at their website exactly how they're, and this is one of the reasons we're not actually giving out their name. Cause we, we can't guarantee this isn't just some sort of filching scheme they used on Colton to get him to click on it, which is, you know, it's a 50, 50 shot there. Uh, but, Oh no, it's definitely, there was a specific forum that we won't mention. <laughs> That somebody wrote like, hey, I'm looking for a craft building. Can anybody help me? And this was the response. It was very clearly uh, the same person. So the way, the way it works, the way it works is they get Colton to get three other people. <laughs> yeah. And then those people get three people. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, it's almost like a, there's a shape that you can describe this this system of business with. What is it? Like, not a hexagon. Uh, come to me. An oval. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. it's an oval. <laughs> It's an oval scheme. (laughs) Uh, No. Well, okay. So the business itself is interesting, but I think it leads to a more beneficial conversation about buildings, architecture, what is needed for a distillery, especially a craft distillery. One of the things I do like they highlighted was kind of non-standard buildings that could be good in terms of like generating tourism. So like one of the options was a foundry. Uh, They look like they have multiple different churches they've worked with. Uh, I've heard of theaters and hotels. What's that? I said dentist office. Dentist, of course. (laughs) Who doesn't? Doctor's waiting room. Doctor's (laughs) wait. An active doctor's (laughs) waiting room. (laughs) You're actually co-sharing the space. Uh, but no, I mean, I've started to see more of those crop up and I mean, they're an interesting use of space. Sometimes you can get them affordably, sometimes not depending on how much renovation you have to go through. But, uh, what do you guys think about that? Kind of those kitschy, uh, you know, not just a warehouse or an industrial district, but something that's maybe got some heritage behind it or some history in the local area. I think it comes with a price tag, Mm -hmm. right? Like any of those things like, Oh, a foundry. Well, fuck. Yeah. Everyone wants a distillery in a foundry, right? Like, I can forge anvils and make whiskey. <laughs> like, that's it, it sounds nice, but you pay for that kitsch stuff, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, one, one of our facilities is in one of these type of buildings, and it definitely has the plus of tourism, and it has some benefits of when they built it a hundred years ago, they were thinking about you know, production of certain equipment. So it was, it can work that well, but also sometimes I'll, I'll come in and say, Oh, Hey, where, where did that brick come from? That wasn't on the ground yesterday. So knowing that the building <laughs> is falling me. apart, <laughs> score free bricks, is not a part. bricks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just got traveled in Nashville. I leave one brick. <laughs> not even from that uh, night. I go. Yeah. Yeah. So I just bring a brick with me. Um, yeah, that's true too. But Colton, I know at that exact facility, but you also have the restrictions of some of those places are you can't do a lot of construction because they're yeah protected by like the, it's a historical. Landmark. Yeah, if you're getting like a tr- you know, I'm thinking of churches or specific, like you said, specific you know old residential buildings, which obviously can't be zoned residential if you're going to put a distillery there. But 
yeah, if it's on a historic registry, something like that, you've really got to do your research to make sure you can do any of the kind of production you want or expansion. Well, yeah, I mean, we we had to reshape our still and shorten <laughs> it. We couldn't cut into the roof because the building was too old. So we had to shorten our still. I think that this is a good topic to talk about, though, too, especially because I just went to other distilleries, right? And I know that Colton, you can appreciate this. Every time you go to a different distillery, you're like, oh man, that's really nice. But, you know, everything looks nice. The grass is always greener. It looks nice on the outside. You're like, oh, I wish I had drains like that. But there's plenty of things that every facility has. Like, I hate this or I hate that. Right? You know, you see your own warts more than anything. I think being ahead of that, if you're looking for a facility, like, I don't know what this company actually does. But if they're like, hey, here's a foundry, it's a cool brick building that will bring people here. Or, hey, it's a foundry and it has a shit ton of floor drains and it's easy to plumb, you know, steam pipes and whatever. You know what I'm saying? If they do all that kind of work, too, then there's some value in that for sure. Right? Like a meatpacking facility is probably better than a dentist office yes <laughs> well it yeah and i mean i guess that's part of it like an actual operation like this are they actively <laughs> searching a huge portfolio of buildings or are they just trying to offload specific buildings and they're just going to match you up with whatever they need to get rid of so you you know that's important too and i guess a lot of consultants do that kind of work too we'll do some you know do some research on where you could be i mean most most people when they decide to start a distillery, have a general idea where they're going to be. I mean, I've heard a few stories of people crossing state lines because of really bad legislation or tax codes. Um, but for the most part, someone knows at least what state they're going to be in, usually what city. So it's a matter of once you have that figured out, then yeah, you've got to kind of go through your own checklist of what the hell you need. And in Colton's case, you know, and you usually need higher ceilings or you've got to adapt. Yeah. I mean, we, we've run into a ton of these problems. Our second facility you know, our, the first facility, the the cool foundry, was properly plumbed and everything. So we didn't really think about it when we moved. We just kind of assumed it would it would work. Uh, and then we found a fifty thousand dollar. You know, your pipes are too small. You have to get a two inch line. You only have a one inch line. Uh, for do you hear that a lot, Colton? So it, would, it would take us all day to do anything. <laughs> uh they usually go the other way. <laughs> I say it's mm-hmm. too wide. Too wide. If you fold it in half. Um. Oh, why, dude? I'm one of those guys that visualizes a lot of what I hear. So I really didn't need that. I, we could have been talking about literally anything. So I don't know what you are visualizing. Yeah, what are you I visualizing? I don't want to talk about yeah, it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. No, just keep going, guys. You're good. Um, yeah, and then you clog a six-inch pipe because you put That's too much grain said. down it's, it. It's too narrow. I need it wider. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's that too. Again, uh, God, I say it all the time. We say it too. Like, just, you know, always think ahead. Plan your success, right? Because if you have to expand and you don't have the drainage, let's even stick yeah. with drainage, right? Like, that's a really hard problem that's a bigger problem building trenches and drainage is a pain so yeah not cheap yeah i mean there's there there are those aspects to it so i'm really curious what that i'm gonna I'm like i want to go on that company's website like yeah yeah i'm looking for a uh just build a dream facility and then back out <laughs> that sounds awful i probably shouldn't do that <laughs> it's probably bad for business yeah that's uh, that's awful but I mean, I know when Gordon, like, obviously, you know, when I came to New Orleans, our city facility, like it, uh, it was all put together. But remember Gordon told me it was a rundown warehouse that had trees growing through the floor. Nice. Right. And they had a poor concrete. And so th- they did a lot of work. And Colton, I know that you've had facilities where you've done similar things or you're currently working on things like that. Yeah, we still have trees growing through it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Roots in your roots in your plumbing. Right? So this might be, this may lean a little on your own personal bias, but when you're talking to someone who wants to do a distillery, do you recommend finding a location that above all is 
conducive to really good production, floor layout efficiency, all those kind of things, minimum investment, uh, a lot of opportunity for expansion? Or do you look for some combination of that plus a unique building that may draw in, uh, you know, you know, specific media or tourist attention, like say an old church or a theater or something along those lines that is kind of non-standard, but might get people talking. How much value is there in that? And is, does that offset any of the other problems? I mean, it just all depends on your, your business model, right? Like if, if you are relying on a ton of foot traffic and, you know, front of house turnover, obviously you can't go 30 minutes out of town in a, you know, off street, that's the perfect production building, but has no bar area or anything. Uh, and then the other way, if you just want to crank out whatever kind of product, um, the best you can with the least amount of headaches, don't go into the center of downtown. Cause you're always going to run into, you know, coding or, old buildings not being properly plumbed or having trees growing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was kind of thinking the same exact thing. <laughs> it really depends on what your business model is, what you are. Like, I mean, again, I'll use myself as New Orleans is the production facility, right? It's a giant warehouse production facility. There's office space and a conference room, but there's not a tasting room. It's not meant for tourism to walk through. And then I'm going to use another example. Uh, our good friend Chris <laughs> at Ghost Coast. Um, and like, I remember going down and seeing their now facility, which is beautiful. And like, a lot of their model is people go to Savannah. It's a huge tourism thing. Yeah, they get like 13 million tourists every year. They would be crazy just to build a production facility. Yeah. Have you been down there since they've like finished? No, I haven't seen it since it was uh, the, what was it, the Tropicana nightclub or something? Yeah, it was this <laughs> super sketchy nightclub, and they were like, the floors were just covered in like, uh, you know, sticky alcohol drink. <laughs> and it was, I mean, the way they explained it to me, it was nasty. Uh, and when we- that was, the, that was the name of the nightclub. Sticky alcohol drink, you're right. Um, <laughs> but- yeah, I mean the way they built it, there's a there's a flow to it of you know you come in and it's their shop with all their t-shirts and merchandise, and then then the bar, and then you go on the tour, you walk through their barrel room, and then then their their production floor. Um, but even their facility, I mean they're storing things up on that second floor. Remember, like so yeah, it, you know I mean even that's not their production, but. Their focus wasn't really not that they can't crank out things. They have a decent sized facility, but it's all about that flow of that tourism and building an experience for people. And like I went to a local distillery today, seven three, uh, which you went to when you were here, Colton. Same kind of idea, right? There's yeah, a real, exit, real exit through the gift shop. Yeah, yeah. Enter and exit, right? Yeah. And but they have a great flow to it too. You see, like you come in one side, you walk through, you see production, but their production floor is one of the smaller rooms that they have. I mean, it's effective and efficient, but so it really depends on what you want to do. Yeah, and that's a really good point too. Kind of mentioning like, is it going to be an event space? Is it going to be a destination in that regard? Because then you also have to set aside, you know, that's non-production space. Sometimes not even space for a tasting room. It's potentially just empty unless you can find a way to repurpose it. But that can also bring in some additional revenue that can keep you afloat when you're waiting for things to age or whatever your business model might be. Sure. But I, I, you have to take that into account when you are looking at places or this, this company takes that into account for you. I've, I've heard a little bit about like distilleries and hotels, like combinations of those. But my understanding is you obviously can't have a distillery in one, obviously any kind of residential space, that's a TTB regulation. But do you know if it's possible to have like, what are the actual logistics on having like a rental space, like hotel rooms or suites, things like that? Can those be adjacent? Do they have to be fairly far away? Do you have any idea on the regulations on some of that stuff? My guess is it would be a Got different it. building. It distillery Airbnb. A separate building. That sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> 
That actually does sound awesome. You get up, you have breakfast, you go make some hoops. Someone can come sleep at my distillery. I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> you can sleep in my desk chair. You can sleep in the continent. You can hang a hammock. Zeno between just the started two trees. a wildly illegal side business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well done. Uh, no, th- I think that makes sense. I think you're right. Most of the ones I've heard of have, it's usually like an estate or a property where they have multiple buildings and one just happens to be a hotel and then another is a distillery. So, yeah, it would have but to I'm be sure s- depending on your separate buildings, it has to be right. And depending on the state, like they may be even more stringent on what kind of separation, how far apart those things have to be. 30,000 centimeters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <it's> vertically <laughs> gotta hate you guys yeah. <laughs> come stay in our distillery treehouse yeah. oh i would do that i would too i always i want to i want a fireman's pole like we have a, our, you know we have these big tall columns that i gotta climb up a ladder like some kind of schmuck i want to climb up the ladder is fine but when coming down i want a fireman's pole really bad this was really an inside thought. I didn't really need to share it on the podcast. But, uh, <laughs> you know, if you did not. I mean, can't can't you just lean like a, you know. You know what, Cole? You should really head up a this. safety committee because this is a great idea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to point out that if you didn't share your inside thoughts, we'd literally have no content to share on this podcast. So <laughs> don't, don't hamstring yourself, man. You got to let that stuff out. Should we just rename the na- rename the podcast <laughs> Inside Thoughts Ew. with Jason Cena? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think would anyone's we, more disgusted by that than that would we yet. would we would we export the audio and send it just directly to a state's DA? Just just really cut out the middleman. <laughs> Wait, Zeno, is don't you have like don't you have an idea of of uh videoing your inside yeah, yeah. so it's my dream job it's my dream job it, it was my dream job for a while <laughs> i think my dream job now is uh coaching hockey i think that coaching ice hockey would be because i i'm not gonna go pro i think i missed the boat um oh i mean <laughs> a dude <laughs> in his mid-30s <laughs> who only like occasionally plays hockey you still don't think you can make pro i mean come on hold on to your dreams buddy I mean, I don't know if you saw the other week, but you know, Putin is pretty old, and he just Vladimir Putin dominated a, a hockey game. <laughs> when are we going to see that hockey match between North Korea and Russia? I really want to see Putin and Kim Jong Un. I'm pretty pretty sure Russia is going to take that Putin, one, Putin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which is why it'd be so funny. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it used to be my dream job was to record myself for like somewhere around two weeks time, 24 seven, just have like four cameras, like everything. And, uh, and then I would cut all that film down to like a 30 minute episode that I would mystery science theater, everything I was thinking in those moments all the time and just talk about my, uh, my normal ass life, but I'm I'm an insane person. So uh, See, the thing is, that sounds like the <laughs> dumbest thing I've ever heard of, but I would watch every episode religiously. I know I would. Right. So. But, like, I mean, I went to a man, this is bad. I shouldn't say this. I went to a show last Friday, and I couldn't have been more miserable at said show. And, like, stranger, a stranger talked to me and touched me. And wait, what fun. kind of show was this? It was really miserable. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to talk about that dream job because honestly, I'm too exhausted by my own internal thoughts anymore <laughs> that I couldn't even do that. It wasn't even like I used to think it would be kind of funny because I'm like, oh my god. But uh, <laughs> uh, I'm really disappointed that my internet cut out as I was asking you about the kind of show that you went to where you were touched, and now I'll never know. Garbage. <laughs> Just a garbage <laughs> show. Yeah, I think I'm paranoid. Yeah. But it was raining, so I was happy. Um, (laughs) uh, Thank you, Colton. Thank you for laughing. (laughs) Um, Was this the same same rainstorm that flooded? No, this was two days prior. 
It was good. It was uh, it was a fun show. We got to go. Like I said, we went backstage and met the band, and they were they were like really grateful that we gave them vodka. I'm like, yeah, whatever. You know, <laughs> people people know you. They don't know <laughs> us. So drink up, drinky. Drink um, up, drinky drinkerton. <laughs> Yeah, I love that I we've obviously good. come to the end of our knowledge in terms of distilling architecture. <laughs> well, I mean, how much do you want to talk about the details? Like, you figure out each size equipment. I mean, we do this. We actually get paid to do this sometimes, right? It is our job. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. This is a solid yeah. endorsement of that job. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, it's not. It doesn't really make for interesting radio either. Like, hmm, how big? What do you want to make? How? Okay, how much do you make? What do you project in your first year? Case volume. Okay, um, like what kind of spirit are you going to age it? Or so then you figure out square footage, and then the, the it kind of falls in place. But but you can't just say what's right for me isn't right for any other distillery necessarily. No, that's a great synopsis. Well, I think there are a few things. There's a few things that are right for every distillery. Floor drains, big water no, lines. you don't need any drains. And power. No drains, direct fire only, ventilation optional. Yeah, you should, I mean, I guess it's fair to say a good water source, yeah. right? Um, yeah, that is useful. Um, good drainage. Um, uh, a solid electrical infrastructure. And room to put a GND chiller. Absolutely. Room to put a GND chiller, right. And if you're having trouble finding this, this company that we will not name, <laughs> we'll do it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We got your back. I those kind of, that comp that company actually makes me really nervous. I think it's really localized though, which is what's so weird about it, is that it doesn't seem like a national company. Like how, how can they? Well, and that's the thing. Okay, so you have to be licensed to be a realtor in every individual state, I believe. I'm sure there are a few that cross, but so unless it's a massive team or it's a massive real estate company that has, well, and that's probably what it is. It's probably tied into some real estate company that can then uh, work with different branches in different states, depending where you're at. That would be my guess because unfortunately their website doesn't have a lot of that information which again makes me a little worried we should so. get this guy as a sponsor he's right <laughs> up my alley <laughs> yeah. yeah since we're speaking so highly of it right now right right exactly yeah. I, yeah yeah i'm a little fearful i'm a little fearful that they won't have i mean i guess it's a real estate agent thing like oh i have my client's best interest in mind well but do you know like if the floor's all sloping the wrong way. <laughs> right. That, that. Here's your floor drains at the top. <laughs> yeah. How much do they know? Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, yeah we have plenty. <laughs> Aesthetically, it's much more pleasing. We have plenty of floor draining. None of it sloped <laughs> towards the drain, but it's it's there. Um, and that happens, right? Like, I mean. Oh, totally. The the slope. Yeah. I mean, that ha especially in those, those types of buildings that are foundries or old warehouses because they deteriorated, yeah. eroded roots whatever they are right like you know the floors can be all messed up and it's like stupid little things to look at that i don't know how specific this company is but if they're a real estate agent i would say they're probably not that specialized yep you know you bring up uh, you know a totally different subject but something that's worthwhile and we're not saying that this company is that but as the number of distilleries in the country grow and the opportunity to work with distilleries and make money off them increases there are going to be a lot of fly by night companies that make money off of these startups assuming they have you know lots of funding and sometimes they do sometimes they don't i mean we've all heard stories about you know still manufacturers going out of business after a year or you know different companies that like you said don't necessarily have anyone's interest at heart and they're just trying to make a buck so be real careful and vet the companies you're working with real well if only there were some magazine that could some sort of like you. <laughs> right some sort of receptacle of knowledge and information <laughs> that was vetted curated and put out there on a quarterly basis god that'd be amazing distiller magazine but they're not a they're yeah. not a sponsor of this of this podcast so they can fuck <laughs> off <laughs> 
all that said, though, I mean, the guys at G and D Chillers uh, are trying to keep your best interests in mind. I can I can attest to that. Uh, from their conversations, they seem pretty straightforward. They're trying to build the right system for you to make your dream come true. That's right. Wow, that was a really good plug. Yeah, I mean, it's like I honestly believe that. I wouldn't say it if I didn't. But. Yeah, that is one of the things. Yeah. As much <laughs> shit as we talk on this podcast, and as much fun as we make fun of ourselves, we're incredibly lucky to actually work with companies that actually know what the hell they're doing and are sincere about making sure they do the right thing. And in all actuality, like I'm sincere. I mean, now that I'm on the craft side of things, especially, I want you know everyone to be successful. I'm wait I'm when you weren't on the craft side. He wanted, wanted to destroy them all. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to smash all you peons. It was one big oval with scheme. My giant beam suntour. <laughs> one oval scheme. Uh, no, it just it wasn't on your radar. It's a it's like almost a different industry. I hate to be like that, but it is. No, it is. Dude, that's a really Well, yeah. I mean, well, we have like question. what is it? 6 No, 4. Point, I think it's 4.6% of the market right now is craft. And yep that's amazingly large but i don't think the big boys are looking too heavily at that with worrisome eyes i'm not trying to pat us all on the back us on the back too like oh yeah you know but i think a majority of the people on our side of things are pretty genuine because of that right it's 4.6 percent. so we're looking out for the best industry uh, or the best for the industry as a whole as opposed to just us right like just personally right i think there's a lot of selflessness when it comes to it and that goes to people like gmt or you know there's other vendors that are out there that are, are genuinely so yeah be wary there's as it gets more popular there's always going to be people that want to exploit you right right i yeah Insur- insurance people and <laughs> just sing on the zeno zeno <laughs> is looking forward to exploitation almost every day he wakes up my life is exploitation um <laughs> I don't even know what that means. It sounds really dark. Though. It does. It's really I mean, that's not that's not really the vibe I'm trying to put out right now. I feel like um, it really, is. I feel like it's always been that. <laughs> no, man, I'm like one of the happiest people I know. <laughs> it doesn't seem that way, but uh, the fact that my voice can do that thing that it just did yep. uh, means <laughs> I am actually that. It means I actually am that happy. All right. What was one thing you really wished your distillery had? mine now yeah you went to all these other facilities like oh that's a really cool trick or way they set that up oh i saw a really nice diaphragm pump that i wanted um i really really liked this is sad uh a stainless steel pegboard yeah that is (laughs) sexy yeah yeah, i was like oh man i have pegboard right like all the any tri-clamp fittings and tools and stuff it hangs nice and neat but it wasn't that neat. Right? I was like, ooh. <laughs> so that was my big takeaway. All right. What's yours, Colton? Uh, I really want a uh, a better barrel dump um, vessel. There's this one I saw. There's this one I saw. I mean, this is unfair because it was at a $44 million distillery, but uh, it just, it was like a perfect, it, it almost felt like a, uh, a roller coaster ride that the barrel was going on. So you kind of just, let it go and it by the time it rolled yeah. three or four times it in theory was fully dumped and then <laughs> then on to its yeah. next uh, adventure so that's on my list yeah. Got, yeah got some french fries with cheese nice. on it threw up <laughs> got caught jerking off in the bathroom one of these things is not like the other <laughs> I know cheese fries, <laughs> cheese fries. Come on, dude. The calorie intake is a little yeah. off the chart. Well, why do you think you had to work off those calories yeah. in the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> Got to get your exercise in somewhere. Sitting your ass on the fucking roller coaster. All day. You, you are not allowed at parks. <laughs> yeah, it's in the bathroom. It's in the privacy of a stall. Stall. I love that it's a communal bathroom. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> are there individual bathrooms in amusement parks i haven't been in an amusement park yeah, yeah because obviously you haven't there are laws against that <laughs> listen 
Yeah, I mean, I'm saying this for laughs, but I don't. That is, there are plenty of places I could do what we're talking about, but I'm pretty sure the amusement park bathroom is pretty low on the list. Just the, the amount of the amount of smells that are in there. I'm a big. I don't like smells. Yes, like Cole can attest to that. Yeah, yeah, it gets real. It gets real That's dicey. Right. Well, so. all I wish my distillery had was more oh. space to put out oh. copies of Artisan Spirit magazine. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Got my plug in there. <laughs> That's good. Thank That's you. a good Thank choice. You. That's uh, you know what's great about Artist and Spirit magazine is that it's ne- they're never alone. It's never like one Artist and Spirit. Magazine. <laughs> no, there's always like forty-seven yep. of them. That's actually <laughs> the key number. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, my distiller only has one, and I'm I'm very grateful that I finally get one <laughs> that you had to sign up for yourself online. Uh, final thoughts, John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, we got to whisper through the rest of this. Uh, location, location, location. <laughs> right? Yeah, talking about yep. buildings. No, is it? Thank you for explaining. Yeah. All right. Uh, so my final thought would be it doesn't matter what location your building is in if FET is not <laughs> extended. FET reduction is not extended. And actually, Ooh. as of today, I believe all of the Colorado legislative body got on board. So we got 49 other states to wrangle now. And a bitch ain't one. Yes. <laughs> And location, location, location. <laughs> I re- uh, our, our final thoughts have really devolved. Yeah, that, I, I feel like we had some really good final yeah. thoughts prior to the final thoughts. <laughs> so just, just take your grunt and put it in front of the really <laughs> smart stuff we said. Because otherwise, I'm just going to say something about make sure you have individual bathrooms for when Zeno comes to visit. Because otherwise, you'll regret that. <laughs>